Welcome to Regal Rycast. Let me briefly introduce myself. I'm Kelly Gawson, and I work at Regal International as a GIS specialist. With our podcasts, we want to give you an insight into the world of Regal. Learn more about Regal technology, Regal products, current projects, and important practice-related topics from the field of LiDAR. The RyeCast series also offers you interviews with international industry experts and tips from experienced users in the worldwide Regal community. Would you like more information about Regal? At www.regal.com, you will find a comprehensive overview of Regal hardware and software, contact details, and the opportunity to register for the Regal newsroom with your email address. In this RyeCast, we would like to present to you how Regal scanners are used in the forestry sector, what makes them so special in the forestry context, and what capabilities are open to you when using the sensors and the data obtained from them. Today, we would like to focus on terrestrial laser scanning. We have asked Gunther Brunner, Managing Director of the company Umwelt Data, and Bernard Goyce, Regal Applications Engineer, to speak to us. Gunther Brunner, an innovator in the field of commercial digital forest inventory, has been working in forest inventory for 40 years and with laser scan data for over 15 years. Umwelt Data has been using a Regal VZ400i terrestrial laser scanner for some years now. Bernard Goyce, our Regal Applications Engineer in terrestrial laser scanning, has a background education in forestry, as well as previous experience from working in the forestry sector. But now, let's let the two gentlemen have their own say. At Umweltdata, we successfully use laser scanning in the field of forest mapping and inventory. Well, for the audience not coming from forestry, it might make sense to briefly explain forest inventory. Forest inventory deals with precise measurement of trees on forest areas. Such campaigns are accurately planned and evaluated by statistical methods. Forest inventories are carried out to answer the questions of how much wood is stocking in the forest, what is the value of the timber, how big are the annual increments, and what kind of damage is increasing or decreasing. Currently, the most urgent questions are how much carbon is stored in the forest, and whether biodiversity is increasing or decreasing. In most cases, several hundred sample plots are distributed over the forest area of interest, and very precise measurements are then taken. In general, a distinction is made between national forest inventories, which are usually carried out by governmental institutions and operational forest inventories, which support sustainable forest management and planning in a forest enterprise. Umweltdata operates as a service provider mainly for forest companies and agencies. Hello, and thank you also from my side. 
After my forestry training more than 20 years ago, I carried out forest uh, inventories using the simplest instruments and then processed the results digitally for the first time in the forestry operation. I drew maps and plans from aerial photographs and linked these with information from the inventory data. Even then, it was obvious that more modern machine instruments would one day be used, not only to record large areas faster, but also to increase the accuracy of the measurements. However, if someone had told me at that time that one on a sample point, uh, which is usually taken during a forest inventory, you could get more than 20 million 3D measuring points in 45 seconds, which could then also be colorized on the basis of photos. I would certainly not have believed it. Now, more than 20 years later, I consider how laser scanners are used in forestry practice and what challenges have to be met. Depending on the size of the area to be scanned and the level of detail, a wide variety of sensors are used for recording measurements, whether scanners are mounted in aircrafts, on cars, on so-called multicopters, or classically on a tripod. Today, we would like to focus on the latter, namely terrestrial laser scanning. With our current terrestrial laser scanners, the Regal VCI series, scanning is performed from a tripod typically used by surveyors. These scans cover an area of 360 degrees in the horizontal direction and 100 degrees in the vertical direction with a point spacing of 7 mm on 10 m in just 45 seconds. During this time, photos can be taken from a camera mounted on top of the scanner to get a photorealistic representation of the project area as well. Each individual measurement point is assigned a 3D coordinate first calculated in the scanner's own coordinate system, and with the use of a GNSS antenna, georeferencing is also automatically realized. On the other hand, this provides an idea of the exact position of each individual tree on the globe and how it can be found again. But much more than that, uh, namely the entire environment, is measured with millimeter precision from a single scan. In the future, these measurement points will be available for various evaluations. Pinto Porno will certainly be able to give us exciting insights here. In the area of dense vegetation, one factor is also highly interesting that distinguishes regal laser scanners in particular, namely the so-called uh, multi-target capability. This means that it is possible to obtain several echoes or reflections from the surface from a single measurement pulse. Imagine a measuring pulse hits a thin branch and a part of this pulse is reflected, but another part passes by and is reflected by the target behind it. For example, a tree trunk. This can happen more than once, resulting in multiple echoes from a single pulse. This is another significant increase in information and ultimately in measurement results that we can uh, record with our technology. A tremendous value added in the field of vegetation surveys. A scan project usually consists not only of one measurement acquisition from one scan position, but often several scan positions are used in order to close any gaps or scan shadows, as we call them. For some customers' projects, several thousand scan positions are needed. If you consider the duration of a scan, you can calculate that up to 50 scan positions per hour possible. However, the number of individual scan positions is not everything. 
The scans from the different scan positions must fit together well so that they can be merged into the one image, a so-called point cloud. In the past, however, this merging of scans from several scan positions was always one of the most time-consuming tasks in further processing steps in the office. Accuracy and speed are certainly the most important parameters here. Only then do such scans pay off which suffering a loss of quality. Back then, external targets had to be set up and fine scanned before the scan was taken in order to align scan positions exactly with each other on the computer. Many time-consuming steps had to be taken until a homogeneous, well-balanced and clean point cloud was available for uh, further processing. We at Regal took care of this problem not too long ago by developing a so-called automatic registration. This automatic registration is based on voxels which are extracted from the acquired point class and position information from the scanner itself. The scanner has a variety of additional sensors built in, uh, inclination sensors, acceleration sensors, GNSS information, etc., which complete this registration method. So it's an interplay of hardware and software. Automatic registration is extremely robust on its own. Diverse data from different scan positions does not affect this registration method, giving it a great advantage over other registration methods, especially in a densely overgrown forest. Automatic registration can be performed in near real time on the device itself with the latest generation of the VC400i series. This is followed by a so-called amortization adjustment, which once again balances the scan position in relation to each other and, uh, if necessary, external measurements, for example, from a total station, can also be included here to ensure a higher level control. Thus, not only has data capture in the forest with Regal scanners become very efficient, but, and just as important, the data processing afterwards to get the desired result in the first place has as well. Now, what actually is the desired result? This can be very different for different cases and depends on the ultimate use of the data. An expert in forestry needs completely different results than an architect who has a as-built service of a house in front of him. Even if one only moves in the forestry context, different directions can be taken here. However, this also shows the existing potential of point clouds in this context. What is it required in practice? What experience have already been made or even what the future challenges are can best be presented by experts in the field, which is why I would uh, now like to give the floor again to Günter Bronner from the company Umweltdata. Being a service provider in a free market, you are destined to outperform your competitors. You have to offer added value for instance, better data for less money. Otherwise, you simply won't get any contracts. This is especially true for a service based on terrestrial laser scanning. A considerable investment has to be returned. We have been working with data from aerial laser scanning for 15 years now. In this case, our decision was straightforward. You can buy this data from the federal GIS agencies in Austria at low costs. They significantly reduce the effort of field service and provide a high resolution 
wall-to-wall -wall canopy height model, which outperforms any conventional forest map. So from the beginning, the use of ALS data was both factually and economically reasonable and purposeful. Terrestrial laser scanning has also been around in the forest business for more than 10 years by now. We always had a focus on this technology at conferences and in test applications. We have used it repeatedly in research projects. It is a very appealing idea to leave the tedious and error-prone measuring of trees to a scanning device. And the promise to get diameters not only at 130, but further up the stem is enticing. But economically, the whole thing has to pay off. Up to now, TLS recordings in the forest were too torturous and time-consuming. Data processing and feature extraction could not operate autonomously. Until recently, we had not found a viable business model in TLS. In architecture, it's certainly different. If you can capture a complex building in a very short time and transfer it to an AutoCAD file, the benefit is immediately evident. So what makes application of TLS on forest areas so difficult? First of all, it's the accessibility of the site. In the rarest of cases, it's possible to drive to the inventory sample plots by car. You have to master a pathless approach of several hundred meters in sometimes difficult terrain. Secondly, the forest itself is a rather difficult object for a scan survey. Trees obscure each other. The saying, you can't see the forest for the trees, unfortunately applies quite literally when scanning. To get a seamless digital twin of a forest patch, you have to set up the scanner several times and then merge the single scans with millimeter accuracy. Until recently, data capture of one sample plot with a radius of, let's say, 20 meters took two hours or more, including all preparations on the site and the actual scan recordings. Then there was the time-consuming post-processing and the tedious extraction of tree diameters and tree heights from point clouds. There is a couple of scientific papers dealing with the question how to best distribute three or four or five scan positions on a sample area in order to get the best possible occlusion-free result. If the recording at a single scan position takes 15 minutes or more, then it's really, it really matters how many individual positions have to be scanned. As I said, we had repeatedly tried TLS for forest inventories and decided to wait until the technology would become easier to use. Until two years ago, the real people showed up with the VZ400i telling us, just put the scanner into the forest and press the start button. 
no need for leveling the scanner, forget artificial type points, no laborious planning of scan positions is needed. Just move the scanner a few steps further and then start the next scan. If you need some more scans, no worries. One scan takes just 30 seconds and not a quarter of an hour. To be fair, other scanners have also become a bit faster in the meantime. You have had your VC400i for more than a year now, and I can remember many exciting discussions during that time. I've also seen that your acquisition methods have gradually changed in terms of scan resolution, distance between scan positions, and other parameters. There uh, has also been an evolution in the processing of the point clouds. You're absolutely right. We did start at a high level thanks to good advice but we also learned our lessons since then. Our workflow has become more and more robust, more reliable. Currently, our workflow for measurements with the VZ400i in forest inventories looks like this. We navigate to the center of the sample plot by GNSS. In a permanent inventory design, the center is already marked by a peg. During the approach, the scanner is carried safely in a backpack. For the first scan, the tripod is set up directly on top of the center pack. This allows an easy identification of the center point in the point cloud. From this center point, one can later virtually stake out the exact boundary of the sample area with a given radius let's say 20 meters. You will be able to easily evaluate whether a tree lies inside or outside the sample area. After the first scan at the center point, further scan positions are captured at intervals of six to 10 meters, describing an approximate circle of about 10 meter radius around the center point with 12 to 15 scan positions. We are using the 50 milli-degree scan resolution, which corresponds to a point spacing of 9 millimeters at 10 meters distance. Recording at this resolution takes less than 30 seconds per scan position. A smaller distance between positions combined with a lower scan resolution gives a better result compared to fewer positions and a higher resolution. In dense forest or compact undergrowth, distances between individual positions should be reduced. We move intuitively and unplanned from one scan position to the next and achieve the best results. In total, about 15 minutes are needed to capture one sample plot producing about 5 to 6 gigabyte of raw data. With the built-in GNSS solution, we get a very good positioning even under dense canopy. You have shown me videos of being really adventurous with the scanner on steep mountain forest areas in the densest undergrounds or on bad windbreak areas. Because of the IMU, you should be able to change position in less than 30 seconds which probably doesn't always work out in such terrain. How did that 
affect the quality of the point clouds. The RiseCan post-processing software can handle this surprisingly well. Very, very rarely we had to discard a single scan, but we never lost a whole scan project which would require revisiting the site. Even the long night shifts for post-processing are a thing of the past. The latest version of RiseCan offers some really nice enhancements. Data import, co-referencing and the already mentioned multi-station adjustment as well as various filter and data export processes can now be combined into one large batch process and run unsupervised overnight. This increases productivity quite significantly. At the end of this process, there is one LAZ file per sample plot in which the point clouds of the individual positions are merged with millimeter accuracy. Absolute position fits within 20 to 30 centimeters, meaning individual trees can be identified permanently and unambiguously. However, with a clean and accurately point cloud, uh, there are still no tree diameters. You're right. Unfortunately, we have not yet reached our goal. Currently, we are using Opals for tree diameter extraction. This software is being developed at the Vienna University of Technology. It would go beyond the scope of this RICAST if I wanted to go into details of diameter extraction. This much I can reveal. We get the diameter at 130 above ground, the so-called diameter at breast height, unsupervised with an accuracy of 5 millimeters. This also applies to the diameters up along the stem. The diameter extraction in opals works quite reliable, even in dense undergrowth. For automatic detection of natural regeneration or dead wood, however, further R&D is certainly still required. To highlight the effectiveness of TLS, I would like to return to the statistical design of a forest inventory. With conventional methods, about 10 to 15 trees are accurately measured per sample plot. In a TLS survey with multiple scan positions, you will get 50 trees or more. Considering that a total of 3,000 to 5,000 trees should be measured in an inventory to get statistically robust results, you can quickly do the math. Using TLS, you will achieve this goal on far fewer sample plots, simply because TLS sample plots contain about four times as many trees. But TLS offers additional benefits. Knowing not only tree diameters and tree heights, but in addition tree positions, we can estimate competition between trees and, as a consequence, the growth behavior. I'm sure that specialists in the field of forest growth modeling never had better input data at hand. TLS is definitely a game changer in this regard. How do you see the future of TLS measurements in the forest? 
Will the more conservative foresters be convinced by this technology? Well, a valid cost-benefit ratio is a very pragmatic argument for TLS. Furthermore, forest inventory is not just producing snapshots of forest areas. It's the dynamic that matters, meaning reliable measurement of changes in forest and tree characteristics over time. In this regard, any TLS point cloud recorded today is a tremendous treasure in the future. In many cases, traditional measurement methods are not capable to detect minor changes on forest areas. For example, yearly tree diameter increments measure only few millimeters. If you displace the caliper just a few centimeters when measuring time series of tree diameters, the derived growth can be completely wrong. Carbon trading must rely on valid carbon monitoring. Valid carbon monitoring is enabled by TLS. Even deadwood is an important carbon sink in the forest and deadwood decay is extremely slowly. It's virtually impossible to measure this slow decay using conventional methods. This is my conclusion. Even if we don't have the perfect algorithms for deadwood yet, we should start with TLS measurements now. After five or three years, we can record a new point cloud at the same spot. And at this time, the perfect deadwood algorithm will certainly exist. We can then apply any algorithm to the multi-temporal point clouds and precisely derive the changes. Well, your comment sounds quite convincing and I almost get the feeling that you have negotiated a sales commission for our management. Oh, my dear, this is definitely not the case. I have critical remarks as well. Your scanner has three times the weight of some of the competitors' scanners. It needs regular strength training to operate on difficult forest areas. Without the compelling advantages of your technology, we might have already changed to a more lightweight device. So I will take the opportunity to officially express my greatest wish. Please build a scanner with just a third of the actual weight. For scanning in the forest, a quarter of the actual range would be sufficient anyway. We are, of course, eager to respond to customer requests and you know that your wishes are heard by us. This is true. The processing wizard for post-processing was a wish and the result is really convincing. But I have another suggestion for improvement. Co-referencing with ALS data, if possible in near real time, is on top of our wish list as well. At the Silver Lease 2019 conference, I was able to present the approach of automatic co-registration of airborne laser scans with the rest of laser scans, and I have noticed the need. Uh, we are still working on this. One more minute. Mentioning Silver Laser rang a bell. This international biennial conference deals with the latest developments in forest-related laser scanning. This year, it will be held in Vienna in the last week of September. 
Together with the Vienna University of Technology, we are hosting this event. While our colleagues from the Technical University will be in charge of the scientific excellence, we would like to address as many practical LiDAR users as possible and all who want to become users. There will be an extensive and well-organized benchmark on the two days before the conference starts, on September 27th and 28th. During this benchmark, the performance and usability of different scanning solutions in the forest will be tested and compared under standardized conditions. We invite and expect technology providers and solutions for tripod, backpack, and drone scanning. On behalf of all organizers, I would like to cordially invite you to join this event. Please take advantage of the yearningly expected ease of corona restrictions to visit our conference in Vienna. Information can be found at silvilaser2021.at How many Silvilaser conferences will this be for you? Wait a second. My first Silvilaser was in Freiburg 2010. Then Vancouver, Beijing, Virginia and Iguazu. So this year will be my sixth Silvilaser. After all, I had a keynote twice. We are proud to be this year's Silver Laser hosts, but it will definitely be a challenge to host a conference in Corona times. Even if part of the conference is digital, you can only demonstrate and benchmark physically. If you want to compare scanners, you have to set them up and measure in the forest. There is no way around it. But I'm sure it will work out we surely will be vaccinated by September. People are hungry for physical meetings and Vienna is a terrific place to meet. Scanning devices are now technically mature for widespread application in forestry and this will be showcased at the conference. Of course, we from Rigi will also be present live in Vienna and of course also the, uh, at the demonstration we will display our broad portfolio of ALS, ULS, and TLS. Maybe we will be able to present something new to you. It's great to hear what is possible with real TLS scanners from someone with practical experience in the forestry sector. The huge leap in terms of time factor, both in recording and post-processing, has been a major success. And we at Regal are staying tuned because there is nothing we like better than to put our customers' wishes into practice. By the way, you can easily subscribe to our RightCast contributions on the podcast platforms Spotify, Apple iTunes Store, and Google Play Store, as well as via the Regal Newsroom at www.regal.com. Do you have suggestions for Regal stories? Then let us know your ideas. We look forward to hearing from you via email at communications at regalusa.com. All the best and good luck. See you soon at the next RICOST. Right